Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for February 15th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Intentional Progress. That's going to be the series for the whole year, right? But I'm teaching a series right now entitled Life Lessons from the Life of Jesus. And we've been learning a lot from the life of Jesus. We're going to go back to it again this morning. I want you to open up your heart. I'm going to talk about the love of God today. I'm going to talk about unity in the body of Christ. I'm going to talk about the things that Jesus prayed for us to have. And so I don't know if you know that, but Jesus prayed for you. As we learn about this prayer, as we learn about Jesus's heart, I, I know you're going to be blessed. I've already been blessed this morning. Open up your heart to receive the word. All right, so let's get into it. So this is Life Lessons from the Life of Jesus, part 27. And we've been studying the prayer that Jesus prayed. This would be part seven of that. And so we're in John chapter 17. Uh, in this series, we already looked at John 6, John 8, John 12, uh, 14, 15, 16. We got to 17. In John chapter 17, Jesus prayed a prayer. I call it the Lord's Prayer because it's the prayer that he prayed for us. And we're going through it. Remember that this is part of a series where we're going through all six of these steps or stages. We're still in number one. I'm going to take my time. We're going to get through this. It's going to take months, but that's okay. I'm not in a hurry. And I believe that this Bible teaching is going to be a blessing to you as we're going line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept. We're learning how to live. We're learning how to live from the word of God. And that's the best way to live. We're being led by the Holy Spirit. So we've looked at in John chapter 17, uh, the first 19 verses already. Now we're going to look at verses 20 to 23. This is what the Bible says. Jesus is praying and Jesus said in his prayer, oh, I love it. He said, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who would ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they would be one, just as you and I are one. Oh, come on. He says, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world would know that you sent me. He was like, they're going to be my validation. The validation that I was the Messiah, that it was not that just I was some prophet. No, the validation that I was the son of God is when they come together as one with us and with each other. He says, I have given them the glory that you gave me so they may be one as you and I are one. I am in them. You are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world would know that you sent me and that you love me just as much as you love them. You love them. I'm sorry, just as much as you love me. I, it was like, he was like, I want them to know. Jesus was praying for us. He says, I want them to know that you love them just as much as you love me. I mean, he wanted you to know, me to know. I'm God's favorite. I'm God's beloved. God loves me 
no less than he loved Jesus. Come on now. God loves me with the same love that he loved his own son, Jesus. God gave me, God gave you the same Holy Spirit. God loves me the same way. God loves you the same way. When you know that you are God's beloved, when you know that you are God's favorite, when you know that you're God's child, when you know you are loved by God, it changes, it changes the way you look at yourself. It changes the way you look at others. It changes the way you look at God. It changes the way you live life. I am loved by God. And Jesus prayed that I would know this love, that I would know this love intimately. Jesus prayed that I would know that. And then once I know that I'm loved, I would be one with other people. And then I would be one with God. I am one with God. I'm one with others. And by doing this, Jesus said, the world is going to see him. The world will see Jesus when we walk in love. So what does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you on this morning, man. This is going to be good. I'm already excited. Four things. Number one, here we go. Jesus prayed for you and he is interceding for you right now. I want you to know, look at me, look at me. I don't know if you know this, but Jesus prayed for you. And right now he is interceding on your behalf. In the prayer, Jesus said, I am praying not only for these disciples because there were people there, right? But also for all who were ever believe in me through their message. He said, through the annals of time, the, the name of Jesus is going to be lifted up and people are going to believe in me. And I'm praying for everybody who would ever believe in me through the gospel. And that's me and that's you. So he prayed for us. Now, I don't know about you, but one of the most comforting feelings is knowing that you're being prayed for, right? One of the most comforting feelings is knowing that somebody prayed for you. Like, you know, your, your, your mother prayed for you. Your father prayed for you. Your big mama prayed. Like when you know somebody is praying for, oh my God, that's, it's so comforting to know that somebody prays for you. Now, it's even better when you know that that person loves you. When somebody's praying for me, but they're praying for me in earnest because they love me, right? I know my grandmother prayed for me while she was alive. I know my mother prays for me right now. I know that my wife prays for me on a daily basis. And you could probably say something similar. You, you could probably say, yeah, I know such and such prays for me, right? But did you know that Jesus prayed for you? I mean, did you know that? That Jesus prayed for you while he was on the earth. And not only that, he prayed for you in earnest. He prayed for you because he loved you. He prayed for you. He prayed for your brothers and sisters. He prayed for, you, for us to become one. And he loves you so much. 1 John 2 and 1 says he loves you so much. 1 John 2 and 1 says that he is continually making intercession for us. He is, he is our advocate with the Father. So not only did he pray for you while he was in the earth, but he is interceding on your behalf. He is your advocate with the Father continually. He is pleading your case. When Satan comes up and says, look what he did, look what she did, and, and, and Satan is highlighting your sin, Jesus is your advocate with the Father. Jesus is interceding on your behalf. Jesus is advocating for you. Jesus is your intercessor. He not only did he pray back then, but he is advocating for you right now. Jesus is in heaven right now. He is standing in the gap for you. In heaven right now, he is your greatest advocate with the Father. This is an example of God's undeserved grace. This is an example of the love of God. This is, I mean, I don't deserve that. Neither do you. This is unearned. This is unmerited. This is undeserved. This is the love and the grace of God. Having my mama to pray for me, that's good. Having my brothers and sisters to pray for me, that's good. But when I know that Jesus prayed for me, Jesus prayed for me because he loves me and, and he is interceding on my behalf, 
I'm telling you, it does something when you know that Jesus is standing in the gap for you. Say amen to that. All right, number two. I'm excited about this message because it's good. Number two, unity with God is the key to becoming a conduit of his power in the earth. You, you want to become a conduit of God's power on this planet? You, you want to walk in divine power and, and divine strength and divine wisdom? You got to see yourself as one with the Father. You can't see no separation between you and the Father. I look in the mirror as Jesus is, so am I in this world. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. This is what Jesus prayed. I pray that they would be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, I am in you. May they be in us so that the world would believe, come on now, that you sent me. He says, just like I'm in you and you're in me, I want them to be in us. Listen, I am in Christ. I'm in the fog. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm saying you got to know, you got to be one with God. When you, when you are one with God, then Jesus said the world is going to know that he was the Messiah. The world is going to know that he wasn't just a prophet. The world is going to know that he wasn't just a good man. The world is going to know that he was the son of the most high God that he was one with the father, that he is the son of God. How is the world going to know it? When you get to the point where you believe that you are one with God, when you believe, when you start walking as one with God, then the world will know that Jesus was the Messiah. When you die to self to the point where your imperfections, watch this. When you died, Jesus was praying for us to be one with God and one with man. So when you die to the point where my imperfections do not keep me from God, from a holy God. I know that I'm, I'm flawed. I know that I have faults. I know that I have more failures than I want to remember, but my imperfections do not keep me from my holy God. When I understand that and watch this, and then the love of God helps me to die to the point where my idiosyncrasies, you know, the, my weird stuff, my pet peeves and all of that do not keep me from other people. So my imperfections are not going to keep me from my holy God. My idiosyncrasies are not going to keep me from connecting to other people. So now I'm at the point where I am open to letting God flow through me so I could be one with God and one with man. And so I could be one with God and I know that I don't earn it. I don't deserve it, but God loves me anyway. I'm one with God. I could be one with others knowing that, listen, I, I'm weird sometimes. I got things that, that rub me the wrong way. I got issues, I got faults, I got flaws, but so do they. And I'm not going to let my idiosyncrasies keep me from them. I'm not going to let, let theirs keep them from me. I'm going to be one. So now I'm one with God and one with man. And that's what the world, Jesus said, when you do that, the world is going to know that he was the Messiah. When you do that, he will be manifested. The love of God. People will know that there is a God. People will know that there's a savior. People will know his name is Jesus. People will know all of that because we're coming together as one. Now, listen, this second point is really important because, especially now, uh, because the last few years, last couple of years anyway, have been very polarizing. When you think about uh, the election and things that were going on and how polarized, especially the United States was, and people are just, arguing. it's like Christians, like Christians can't come together. If, if I know you voted for somebody, I don't want you to vote for. That's crazy. Or not only that, then there, there was racial tension and, and there still is, right? And so now you have, you have polarizing, you have tension, you have race, you have politics, you have religion, you have this, you have that. And, and Jesus is like, I don't know what is wrong with y'all, but that's not what I, I prayed for. I want y'all to come together as one. Jesus was like, the world can't, the world is not going to know that I'm real if you guys just live like everybody else. The world is not going to know that I'm real if you guys just live like the world. If you argue and 
backbite and, and, and do it all this bickering and, and, and resentment and bitterness and all of that, then how are you different than the world? <laughs> the world will know that there's a Lord and his name is Jesus when you guys come together as one. When you guys come together as one, we Satan loves it when we're divided, but Jesus hates it. Jesus wants us to come together, one with God and one with man, and the church said amen. Say amen to that. All right, number three, unity with God leads to unity with others. John said, this is 1 John 4 and 20. John said, if someone says, I love God, but then hates his Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. I'm not calling you a liar. It's not me. Don't get mad at me. That's what the Bible says. If someone says, I love God, and is a Christian, I love God, but then hates their Christian brother or sister, that person, the Bible says, is a liar. For if we don't love people that we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? See, your love for God is proven, is exemplified in your love for man. If you cannot walk in love with men, then it is clear that you do not possess the love of God. Think about your faults. Let, let's talk about this for a minute. Think about your faults and your flaws and your failures, right? You're, you're, you're not perfect. Get over yourself. Now, think about the fact that God loves you anyway. God loves you despite your faults and your flaws and your failures. He loves you by grace and mercy and not by merit. He loves you by grace. He extends grace and mercy towards you in the same way that he is extending grace and mercy towards you. He expects you to extend grace and mercy towards others. So, so grace is God giving you the good that you do not deserve. Mercy is God withholding the bad that you do deserve. And if you are a recipient of grace and mercy, you're supposed to be an extender of grace and mercy. So please do not tell me that you love a God that you cannot see if you can't love the people that you see every day. The Bible calls you a liar. Oh, Jesus. Did I say that? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. All right, number four, last point for today. Unity with God and man is the witness that the world is looking for. The world is looking for unity in the body of Christ. The, the world is looking for it. In Jesus's prayer, he's praying to the Father and he says, May they experience such perfect unity that the world would know that you sent me and that you love them just as much as you love me. See, the world is going to know that Jesus is Jesus, that Jesus is Lord when we come together as one. The world is going to experience Jesus when we come together as one. The world will experience Jesus through us when we have when we now we don't have to be uniform to be unified. Let me let me say something about that. If 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 Baptists can start stop arguing with Catholics, and Catholics can stop arguing with Anglicans, and Anglicans with Pentecostals, and Pentecostals with non-denominationals, and Church of God with Church of Christ, and Church of God in Christ, and all of that, can we stop? Like I mean, like at the end of the day, when we're doing all of this bickering and finger pointing and all that, the world is like. The world can't see Jesus because they can't see Jesus in us. The, the, the world will never come to see Jesus if they can't see Jesus in us. As Christians, we have too much in common to be uncommon with one another. Can I help you out? Listen, please stop majoring on the minors. Look at me for a minute. Lean in a little bit. I really don't care. Let, 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 me, let me be honest with you. I don't care 
If in baptism you sprinkle and I do full immersion, honestly, I don't care. Look, at the end of the day, that's not what's going to make you to heaven anyway. <laughs> I'm being baptized because I'm saved, not to be saved. I really don't care if when you baptize, you baptize in Jesus' name. And I'm baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. You know, I, I really don't care. So, well, well, that baptism didn't count. Okay, fine. I'll do both. I baptize you in the name of Jesus and in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. How about that? I really don't care. I really don't care if 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 you guys uh, have all the lights on at church and at, at another church, they have the lights down. <laughs> I don't care if, if, if one church, they have a pulpit, another one has a stage. I don't care if, if one, they wear suits and another one, they, they wear skinny jeans. I don't care if one church claps on the second beat and the, other, the second and fourth beat and the other one claps on the first and third beat. If we come together, we won't miss a beat. Listen, I don't care. Stop. I don't care if you worship on Saturday and I worship on Sunday. I look, I, I, I don't care. I really don't care. Gee, that, 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 that doesn't matter. In the big scheme of things, that, that we don't have to be uniform to be unified. I don't want, God is not looking for uniformity. We, he celebrates. We're supposed to celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. We're supposed to celebrate the fact that we're not the same. But we don't have to be the same to be united. We can be united, unified without being uniform. So stop majoring on the minors. Jesus died so that we could be one, as he and the Father are one. Listen, the closer you get to God, the less you think of yourself, right? And the less judgmental you become. If you ever run into a Christian, let me help you out. Here's a litmus test. If you ever run into a Christian that's very judgmental, right? Looks down on people, just ugh, talking about everybody. He going to hell, he going to hell, she going to hell. Matter of fact, you might be going to hell. If you ever met a Christian that is super duper judgmental, like they do everything right and everybody else is wrong, you just met a baby Christian. L let me identify that. You just met a baby Christian. That person really doesn't know God. I mean, they might be born again, but I'm just saying they don't really know God. Because if this is God, the closer you get to God, the less you think of yourself. So if this is me walking towards God, as I'm getting closer to God, I'm bowing down. The closer I get to God, the less I think of myself. And so if I realize, as I, if I really get close to God, I'm going to know how jacked up I am. And if I know how jacked up I am, then how in the world can I look down on you? How can I look down on you when I know my faults and my flaws and my failures? The only way I can look down on you is if I am lying to myself and if I'm thinking that I'm something that I'm not. At the end of the day, we are all children of God's grace. Like, like at, at, listen, it is God's unmerited favor. When you, when you die to self and you allow the love of God to flow through you and you realize how messed up you are and you realize how God has to extend grace to you every day, Every single day, God is extending unmerited favor towards you because you don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You're not that good. You're not worthy. And he is extending his grace and mercy towards you on a daily basis. And he loves you despite your imperfections. And when you realize that you are loved by God despite your imperfections, then you can love others despite their imperfections. You can love others despite their flaws. And when this happens, Jesus said, we will come together as one and the world will know 
that he was the Messiah. The world will know that there is a God. Why? Because they will see us unified and we don't have to be uniform. As a matter of fact, it's even more beautiful when blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asians all come together as one. It's even more beautiful when young and old and male and female all come together as one. It's even more beautiful when we have all kinds of differences, but we have too much in common to be uncommon and we all come together as one, lifting up the name of Jesus under the blood-stained banner, singing the songs of Zion. Come on now. God, that's what God is looking for, for us to come together. Jesus prayed for that. That's Jesus's prayer, that we would come together as one. Please, please listen to Jesus and do what he prayed for. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, and your continual forgiveness. As I am learning from the life of Jesus, I am growing and I'm becoming more appreciative of what Jesus did for me. I'm thankful that my mother prayed for me. I love it when my brothers and sisters pray for me. <laughs> but when I think about the fact that Jesus prayed for me, it's a humbling thought. All I can say is thank you. You want me to be one with my brothers and sisters, and you want us to be one with you. So I declare that I walk in love with God and with man. I know men will not be perfect, but neither am I. You look past my faults and my flaws and my failures. You love me despite my imperfections. By grace, you give me the good that I do not deserve. By mercy, you withhold the bad that I earned. And since I'm a recipient of grace and mercy, I am also an extender of grace and mercy. Your love has come to me, and now your love will flow through me. I am one with you. I am one with others, and you are glorified through this unity. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org so you can get my notes. Click on the subscribe button, uh, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, it's Tuesday. Isabella and I are doing a Bible study every Tuesday night in February at 7 p.m. And so if you're interested, it's really focused on business, but, but there's biblical principles for life. And so if you want to join us tonight at 7 p.m., there's a Zoom call. You can join us. Go to vcmi.org, vcmi.org, and there's going to be these impact Bible study groups. There's four of them. Click on it. Click on the one that says business, and Isabella and I will be on there at 7 p.m., and uh, you'll learn what the Bible says about a lot of stuff. So join us tonight at 7 p.m. if you can. I love you, vcmi.org. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Um, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. People need to know that. And then number two... Leave me some comment, uh, comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Listen, we got to come together. Stop majoring on the minors. We have too much in common 
to be uncommon. I love you and I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.